welcome to Reddit on Reddit, the internet's auditory version of Reddit. I'm Nelson Allingham, joined by Michael Camber Campbell. I said Reddit then. I didn't say Reddit properly. Reddit. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, over 200 episodes in, I don't even recognize any of those as words. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just noise that I'm familiar with, the, mm. you saying those words. And I think yeah. you could actually change the words and I wouldn't notice because I think my brain turns off until the cue that you give me <laughs> yeah. to do my bit. Yeah. You the should bell. test. Yeah. When I get to bell, then you know it's your turn to speak. <laughs> you should test it one week. Just change the intro and see. Because yeah. I might actually register it and I just don't realize. It's like so autopilot now at this point. Next time I won't even say words. I'll yeah. just say... <laughs> <laughs> Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, people will get it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they'll they get the understand. gist. Yeah, exactly. Um, Kemba, we don't have much to say other than uh, this week before we start. Uh, other than hold your butts, because um, once again, we're just not sure how the quality of this one's going to turn oh, out. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, anyway, I think... Uh, <laughs> I, I like to think that every week, before any of our listeners press play, they go, Phew, let's hope they did it this week again. Yeah, they, they pray to whatever god that they, <laughs> they worship, and uh, they press the play button. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I think we should get into it and just see how it goes. Sure. Um, we'll find out at the end, I guess. <laughs> That's the thing uh, we don't know for like an hour and a half. Whether or not we have anything. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll find out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but this first Reddit on Reddit was in the subreddit Science. Great. Uh, and it was by Jeff199. Uh, new study shows the best way to express gratitude. People who help you love to hear how their kind actions met your needs. They are less impressed when you acknowledge how costly their action was. So, okay. So if I've got this correct, mm-hmm. so what they're saying is if you were to say like, you said, oh, thanks for moving. And I was actually like, oh yeah, you're welcome. It actually took a lot. Like that was, that was actually really hard. Are you saying that is lessened? If yeah. I- yeah. I, I think, uh, well, well, I think it's more like, um, I, I think if I think it's the other way, I think it's kind of like if I say, "Oh, thanks so much for your help," that yeah. really appreciate. I really appreciate that. You'd say, "Hey, no worries. You feel good about that." But then I think it's saying that if I said, "Oh, thanks for your help," but when you moved the coffee table you banged a corner oh right so okay i see what you're saying that's the way that i read it yeah is like thanks for help but it was costly in this way or like i shouldn't have listened to you or something right so 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 you are thanking them generally but you're also giving them feedback at the same time yeah that's that's at least how i understood this um uh this statement to be See, but I see this. Well, well see, I, initially, I read it slightly differently. I thought it was saying that, like, people kind of appreciate being told thank you, 
but then that is lessened when the person being thanked actually points out the difficulty of something being like you know like the thing is like thank you oh especially in australia oh no worries so if you were to say oh thank you and they'll go oh yeah that's cool some worries though oh i've just realized what it is I, I I realize what it is. We're both wrong. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad. Are you glad I brought this one up to be the first topic we talk about? Anywho, what it's saying is, I I could say, hey, thanks for your help. Yep. Um, uh, really appreciate it. And then you would feel you would love that. Mm-hmm. But say, hey, thanks for your help. Um, I know it's really hard for you because you've got a bad back. Right. Okay, so I'm acknowledging that it your action there was like difficulty associated with it, right? Or it was like costly in some way, or like oh you had to give up your day. Yeah, I could say oh thanks for helping. I know you had to give up your day to help me move. You're less impressed than if I had just ignored saying that last bit. Yeah, altogether. because because I think that a lot of the times that ends up being like a really backhanded thing. If you're yeah. like, oh, thanks for your help, Nelson. Especially you, obviously. Like, the, the fact that you helped. And you're like, what? what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we both know. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, I think, okay, the reason why I brought this up is because, okay, maybe maybe it's because of my first interpretation of this that, that my point has uh, become a little less valid. <laughs> but what I want to say is, I feel like people are studying the stupidest shit in the world. <laughs> How is this of a benefit or something w- just even worth studying mm. at all? Like, what are these people doing with their lives? I'm going to assume this is a uh, just a 2020 study. And there's a bunch of 2020 studies where we've already acknowledged we've given up on the year. Yeah. And they were like, well, let's just research useless shit because this year is a waste. Yeah. So we don't need it. And we don't need it. I let's use say, this as an excuse to get rid of all the shit that we're, wa- that we're wondering about, but we don't really need to know. You know what I think it is? They probably have a list of things like human behaviors they do want to study. Yeah. But it being 2020, they looked at a bunch of the really like top level ones, but they're all yeah. un- you can't do them during COVID. You know, yeah, it's either yeah. got physical contact or too many people in a room. So yeah. they're like, all right, let's yeah. start down the bottom. What's the right down the bottom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do people yeah. prefer being thanked, or do they like acknowledging the the reason why <laughs> they it was maybe a bit hard for them? Yeah. All right, do that one. But also, just like it. Even just the fact that this one didn't need to be answered. Somebody posed the question, oh, um, what do you reckon the best way to express gratitude is? And then they did this study and they're like, hey, did you know Mm. that uh, people uh, love to hear how their kind actions met your needs? Like, no shit. That's (laughs) That's just complimenting somebody. When you've done something for somebody... And they acknowledge that. Yeah. That, I didn't need a study to tell me that that is like how to express and appreciate, you know, get gratitude. It's just like, that's normal common sense. You thank somebody for doing something. It's nature. So here's a question that I want to know then. Because I think that this helps work out whether or not your point here is valid or not. Okay. Was this a study done 
just for this specific thing? Or is this part of a larger study about all kinds of human nature? And this is just one of the interesting things that they got from the data. Yeah, I like to think that this is what I've heard and I have zero evidence to back this up. That won't affect it on this podcast. Aside from this, the trust that you and the listeners have in me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which I which I like to think at this point in time is a lot. It's, yeah, we, we put you up there with like parental figure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's pretty high. Okay, um, I I've heard that uh, you know in order to do like uh, get your PhD, you uh, have to do a study. What do you call it? You have to do a uh, yeah a study on a topic. Mm-hmm. What the what's the word for that? There's like a specific name that this is given. Anywho, are you talking about a thesis? Yeah, yeah, a thesis right. on uh, something, right? That's like how you get it. And your thesis has to be original. It can't be from anything else. So, uh, and there's been a lot of like good that has come from this because people, you know, discover interesting things with their thesis that, you know, look into different aspects that people haven't looked at before. Yeah. I think this is one where somebody is like... <laughs> <laughs> Need to get my PhD, but I got nothing. I have got nothing. Um, and they were just like grasping at straws to try and, you know, come up with something that would work. And this was the literally the best. This is the dumbest PhD student ever. Okay. That's what, this is what they've come up with. I want to I throw a scenario at you and, and I want to get your reaction on how likely you think this is. Yeah. The person, they have to pick their, um, you know, their thesis, what they're going to study. And then they can't, they're racking their brains, sitting in yeah. a laptop being like, what am I going to, what, what is this going to be about? And then maybe their mum comes in and puts a little sandwich down. He says, <laughs> yeah. oh, thanks, mom. She goes, oh, yeah. you, you're welcome. And she's walking away and he goes, you know, obviously, because I know, you know, you, you work all day and I appreciate that you had to do this. And she goes, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And he goes, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. You, mm, I've got Good it. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did you feel before I said the last statement versus after? And she rates it from like a one to five. He's like, that's it. I'm yeah, done. That's yeah. about it. That, that is my study. Over and done with. Thank you very much, mum. Yeah, I think that's as, uh, as uh, flimsy as a study as you need. We could be... We could be uh, get our PhD, Cambo. What's the thesis that we should do? I would say the mental anguish of a weekly podcast on the average Melbourneian. Mm. And then we'd need two people to study. Yeah. Let's okay. say you and me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we can't, we, as the uh, people writing the thesis, mm. we can't do it uh, on ourselves, but we can do it on each other. Okay, so yeah. one person to study. You study <laughs> yeah. me, I'll study you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And I think, <laughs> I think at the end of every episode, we write, you know what? We should, we should rate ourselves before the episode and at the end of the episode. Mental oh, mood. Yeah, yeah. And see how we what, feel what about we'll it. What we'll do is we'll, we'll buy a set of mood rings <laughs> and we'll check the colour... <laughs> At the start of the episode, yeah, and then we'll yeah, check the color yeah. at the end of the episode yeah. and see if there's a difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, I 
how dare I do something so uh, whimsical <laughs> yeah, as yeah. A, as writing down how we feel yeah, yeah, yeah. based on a number value that. As far as scientific evidence goes, that is very poor. Or even like know, like some record. way of measuring serotonin levels or something like that. Blah 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 blah. Science science. D- mood rings have been proven <laughs> to be one hundred percent accurate and are readily available. <laughs> I can go get one from the up shop for like three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, okay, Gamba. I think we should get into our credit. <laughs> This ask Reddit is uh, by Hey guys, it's me, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everyone that you've ever had sex with is trapped in a blank room. The only thing in it is a piece of paper telling them that the only way out is for them to figure out the specific thing that they all have in common. Ooh. How long does it take them? Slash, how do they figure it out? Hmm. That yeah, this is a good question. I I I don't think it would be too long, mm. only because I think you 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 and I may be in in similar situations here where we, we've had sex with people from workplaces, but like mm-hmm. same workplace, multiple people in the workplace. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as long as so, they recognize each other and they can work it out, I think, you know what I mean? Do you reckon? Because I think that'd be hard. I think you'd be like, okay, yeah, we all know the same people, but they probably know a lot of the same people. Mm, yeah. And then, like, if uh, if you ever had any one-night stands, mm. I think that would be difficult because, they're like, I haven't had many. I've maybe had, like, two or three or something. And I reckon... They might be like, oh yeah, I think I think we've all slept with Nelson, maybe. Yeah. And one of them could be like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know who this guy is that you're talking about. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I, then they'll I, be like, really small penis. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I think you're right. I think the more one night stands you've had, the harder this will be for anyone mm. to ever work it out. Because then they could go, yeah. Did you ever have sex with a guy called Nelson? And they could be like, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. remember him. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be hard to commit commit to. You need the threat. Honestly, you need the threat of death because you don't want them to just <laughs> guess randomly. Yeah. You know, you want them to be, you know, make sure that they know before they send out a guess. Otherwise, it's a boring game because they'd be like, oh, maybe he de- delivered me something one time. Boring. Um. It would get oh look, it would tip them off um, when they when the blow up doll is in the room with them. <laughs> but the, the thing is, do, no, but they don't know anything about why they're connected. They don't know that they're connected to you, do they? I thought no, it was, no. they're all they a, don't know. Yeah, yeah, right. But what you're saying is, so when the blow up doll is in the room, they'll know it's sexual. Like, like, oh it. well, obviously, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I fear I fear these women are not getting out of this room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I should do to scare I'm assuming that I benefit from them in staying in the room for one reason or another. <laughs> May I've I've just assumed this caveat on top. Yeah. And I I mean it could be that they obviously can't um uh discuss my sexual relations uh with any other potential 
females that I might get with in future, which to me is a benefit enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I think what I should do to throw them off is just have sex with a lot of things and people. Right. So yeah, because you so you want to trap them in the room forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I've assumed, I've I've just assumed, Camper, that that's why we're here. You know. <laughs> You've gone to all the effort to trap them in the room. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay, obviously yeah. have a reason yeah, for yeah. it. <laughs> the thing is, it can be quite humbling if... Because, like, I don't know, maybe you get to view them trying to work it out. And they're <laughs> like, well, what could it be? I mean, there's only the three of us here. So it needs to be something <laughs> yeah. very specific. And they kind of rule out sexual partners as a thing because it is lower. And you'd yeah. be there going, oh, boy. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but see, all you need to do is throw in, uh, you know, throw in a spanner to the th- to the uh, thought process, mm. and they can throw sex out of the window entirely. Like, for example, a spanner. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if you had sex with a spanner, mm. and like, okay, everything in this room has a connection, uh, yeah. well, can't have sex with a spanner. Like, <laughs> but Camber, I've proved them wrong. <laughs> Again, uh, again, I think we're working on different goals because for me, this would make Stacy disappear. Yeah. yeah so yeah. for me, I would like the women out of the room. Uh, so I, yeah. I, I'm trying to get them to work this out. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's true. What if I tell? Okay. I, what I need to do is tell Stacy every single person I've ever had sex with, because then yeah. that way, when she's like, "Wait a minute, you, you, you I know you guys," <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, in fact, probably more. Actually, no, it, it just said uh, partner. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyone you've had sex? With. Okay. I think as a failsafe. Every person in a relationship at the moment should tell the other person about everybody they've had sex with, hmm. on just in case this happens. Just in and case. in fact, create some flashcards hmm. every night just yep. before you go to bed. Just uh, this, you know, go through photo <laughs> and name behind it is name. You know, I yeah. feel like that would be a good kind of strategy. Now, Nelson, you you are currently not in a relationship, so what I would advise for you. Call up everyone you ever had had sex with and just let yeah. them know everyone yeah. else that you've had sex with. The other people that yeah, I've yeah, had yeah, sex yeah. with, just so they. Yeah. <laughs> so they and every every now and again, with a, when I sleep with a new person, yeah. I'll have to recall up all the other yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you guys, like, I got another one on the list. Hey, uh, hey, hey Christy, it. long time no speak. Uh, <laughs> ooh, just updating you here. I uh, did yeah. have sex with someone again, just to let you know their name, their general description of them, so you might be able to <laughs> yeah. recognize them. Yeah, I've sent you an MMS. It's, uh, <laughs> it's their profile. Um, <laughs> keep that one handy. Yeah. Who's this again? I'm the guy that tells you about all the people I have sex with. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought I, I thought I blocked this number. It is a new number. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get that a lot, and uh, I just want to cover tracks here, so I get a new number all the time. <laughs> Uh, and thank you, by the way, for not getting a new one. <laughs> it was really hard the first time to track you down. Yeah. <laughs> but what you wait for is is the day that they get out of the void and you receive that first call that goes, Nelson, thank you for doing that. 
We I've... all thought you were crazy for years, but you know what? In the end, you calling us obsessively, telling <laughs> us of all the people you've had sex with, actually yeah. saved the day. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I was the one that trapped them. Yeah, obviously. And the, <laughs> and, the, and the reason being is that I needed to justify the amount of times that I've called them over the years, trying to give them this information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, this is starting to get weird because this scenario hasn't happened yet. I guess I'll have to enact this myself. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. They might be so grateful, Cambo, that I have another round or two. <laughs> <sighs> That's not creepy at all. Okay. Um, uh, Cam, I'm going to do a slightly different one here. Just for the fun of it. Sure. For the shits and the gigs. We're hip, in fact, I've Mm. heard people say. And also we're improv, according to some charts on iTunes. (laughs) Because they can't prove we're not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, imagine Um, if this was scripted. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, (laughs) Imagine if... Um, the, here's how you know it's not scripted Because imagine scripting A scenario where I talk about Basically kidnapping all the people I've had <laughs> sex with <laughs> I mean like you could script that But that is like a thriller That's like Silence of the Lamb style Kind of you know <laughs> yeah. Like edge of your seat thriller Yeah yeah We're not that smart can we? Um Okay so this one Was in It was by Mama Jam, Mama Jam, Mama Jam, uh, and they said, "Persons of Reddit, what is the best riddle you know that would make someone lose their minds over it?" Um, now I don't know if you have any riddles, Cambo, up the sleeve in well, case. I th- look, th- this is a slightly different category, but I just want to say categorically that I hate most brain teasers. Yeah. That are like, uh, what's the one that's like the guy in the phone booth and the broken glass all around him and he's got no. I think that's the movie phone booth. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Colin Farrell, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the glass is broken because the sniper yeah, shot the sniper. glass. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's like ones where you like, unless you ask a very certain set of questions, the yeah. the probability of you working it out is so minute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as to be like it's not so much use like logical thinking it is you need to have heard this before and well, half remembered it somewhere and i hate well, all of them here's the thing i think that i think that really good riddles you can work out mm. but i think it's bad riddles that people have made up themselves yeah. that give riddles a bad name yeah, yeah. because they are the ones where it's like, no, you need to have specifically heard this before <laughs> because there's either like a multitude of answers yeah. or not like not enough information in the riddle itself <laughs> to get you to that point. Like it's stupid, but here's my suggestion to you, Cam, I'm obviously going to read you some riddles from people. Sure. And I think you should come up with the answer Regardless if it's true or not. Okay. Because I think there's too much, you put too much pressure on yourself to get the correct answer. Right, right. All I'm so, saying is get a answer. Yeah. And that will be. It's more that'll... about having a shot than getting it right. Yeah, yeah. And fortunately, um, the way they've done this is the people who often answer the correct answer have put a. Um, Put a spoiler thing over it so I can't even see the answer as well. So okay. I'll, I'll be able to join. It's not just you, Cam, but don't you worry. Okay, this first one is by Yabu Sama. Yabu Sama. Tread on the living 
they make not a mumble. Tread on the dead, they mutter and grumble. Tread, Tread on the living, they make not a mumble. Okay, easy so far. Yeah, is it is it like... Is it supposed to be like worms or maggots or something that will eat a composing, like a decomposing body? Yeah. Well, I was going to say a person that is mute and they can't make a noise when mm. you step on them. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mute person. That is true. But do, can you, they mumble? You, can mute people mumble? Um, I don't know. The, the, let, if you step on a specific type of mute. <laughs> But, they will but not the, you're, you're, you're saying somebody who cannot produce any sound. Yeah. You're proposing that when they do die, they mm. then can make the sound. Yes. Well, <laughs> if you step on, have you ever stepped on a corpse before, Kemba? <laughs> a regular corpse. It didn't make any sound, but I sh- I've never stepped on a mute corpse. Yeah. They've got all this built up sound inside. <laughs> <laughs> you step on them and go, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Exactly. They've just their whole life has gone by without these sounds going out. Is that offensive? I don't know. I don't know um, any mute people to have like a barometer of what's okay <laughs> to say. Here's the thing. I feel like we've insulted enough people on this show that mm. it, w- even if it is insulting, it, people know that that's just it's par for the course. It's par for the course. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay, you're going with, you think, maybe worms or maggots or yep. something? I'm going with a mute person. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is leaves. Yeah, okay, boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one is by Dr. Figgleton. I think this is three different ones. Okay. Uh, with pointed fangs and in plain sight... My bloodless victims are bound by my bite. What am I? Mm. Can you read it one more time for me? With pointed fangs and in plain sight, my bloodless victims are bound by my bite. What am I? Look, it it sounds like a trick because it Mm. sounds like a vampire. Yeah, 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 I think it is Edward from Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> because the the key is, you think it's any sort of vampire, but in plain sight, he's just, he goes to school and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he can be in the sun and all he does is just glisten a little bit. It could also be Blade. Blade, oh, Blade does Blade. appear in, in a lot of places very constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blade is pretty good. So you're going Edward Cullen from the Twilight franchise, and I'm going going Blade. Yeah. Um, It's a stapler. Yeah. Not as interesting as Blade or Edward Cullen, though, is it? I think we're technically... We have better answers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I am heavy forward. I weigh a lot. But when I am backwards, I'm certainly not. What am I? Oh my god! But when I am backwards, I'm what the fuck? This one's just insane. <laughs> I am heavy forward. Oh! I just want you to really think about this, Nelson. Is this good content? Is anything good content, Cambay? <laughs> yeah, some things are. Oh my god! This one's annoying. I'm gonna give you the answer. 
I'm heavy forward, I weigh a lot, but when I am backwards, I'm certainly not. It's a ton. T-O-N. Hmm. It's backwards, it's not. The, the last uh, answer I, to the last riddle is wife. I was going <laughs> to... <laughs> oh my god, this one? What the... Okay, for some I cause joy, for some I cause strife. Treat me well, and I last for life. <laughs> what am I, a wife? <laughs> I don't know why I think that this one seems kind of insulting for some well, reason. Well, here's, here's something. I, I don't know whether I've, I've brought this up on the show yet or not, but something that, that Stacey and I often talk about is that there's like a generational divide between like our generation and, say, our parents' generation. Yeah. And I think you see it a lot in like comedy movies and stuff like that. Like for instance, uh, on TV the other night was the movie Hall Pass. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's like these guys get permission to go and, and have sex with another woman that's not their wife. Yeah. And there's this kind of joke where the guy's like, hey, you know how you hate your wife? Yeah. And I I just, I don't understand it. Like <laughs> there seems yeah. to be a generation where it's just accepted that you do hate your wife or your husband. Yeah. I think I, I pair that with, um, oh, like, uh, kids are the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, uh, it's such a pain to be a parent. Yeah, and- it's, it's like this whole generation hates their family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my wife's a bitch and I hate my dumb kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, and yeah. I think the idea of a man cave really speaks to that. Be like, I just want to have a room where you leave me alone and I have all my stuff in it and no one talks to me and just leave yeah. me be. I really you know how feel everyone like- feels that way? And, and I think our generation is like, no. <laughs> yeah, what? I quite like my wife. I think she's awesome. You know? I didn't think you should have kids or be married. <laughs> I think that is probably what happened there. It was like the, I, th- I feel like definitely uh, generations before us, the societal pressure to have a family was so great that it was like people were like, well, I guess I'll just have a family. Yeah. And so then they end up with somebody they don't really want. I, like I know uh, some people who very much were like, I want kids. So I'll just find somebody else that wants kids. Yeah, what, are their, what are their names? Say them. Say their full names. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they were of an older generation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as well, and I think that it's just really funny because although I think still like quite happy to be together. So yeah. and, <laughs> that's and fine. I, I should clarify. I don't think that is true of all people of the old, like, like a, a different generation. To yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like for instance, Amanda who listened to this show, she seems to have a great relationship with her husband. Like yeah. they seem to have fun a lot, but I'm saying it was just this weird normal to be like, yeah. Oh God, I hate my partner. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that this riddle speaks to that. Cause I don't think I would have thought of a wife when it's like, sometimes it's fun, but sometimes it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. For some, I cause strife. It just sort of seems like <laughs> the general idea of a wife shouldn't cause strife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, 
someone that you love and care about yeah. and that loves you. Just yeah. like I, I would think that, you know, again, one of these tropes that if I was to go to a bachelor party and all the guys are like, oh, you're fucked now, aren't you? You're going to marry whatever. Like, I'll just be like, leave my bachelor party. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't want you here. What are you talking about? It's like the same guys that, um, you know, if you go to a strip club on a bachelor night and they're like, oh, last time you'll ever mm. get to see another woman naked or something. It's like, yep, yeah, you shouldn't really want to like do yeah. that necessarily. I mean, not that I'm like super against that either, but it's like if you are really distraught by the fact that you won't or shouldn't or can't see another woman <laughs> naked like you're probably not in a good relationship yeah yeah i want to meet i want to meet the man at a bachelor party that gets told that and yeah. hasn't realized that yet yeah. where they're like wait we're not the last because oh wait wait a minute yeah you're right like yeah obviously oh but also yeah you're right like if you're committing to marriage you don't want anyone else. Like, that's the point of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you married someone that you hate, like maybe, you know, someone that either got married in like, I don't know, the 70s or 80s seems to, you know, they hate their wife. I understand the idea of being like, they're trying to warn you against them or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's funny. Um... Okay, but I think we should move on to Today I Advice. So now it's time for Today I Learned. Today I Learned. And also sometimes advice. Sorry, Cameron, just to interrupt the podcast for a second. Uh, I just received a message um, then, and uh, the message said, I can't say who it's by, they said, that um, whole riddle section was really good and oh, great. Uh, d- wasn't terrible that you guys don't know how to solve riddles <laughs> um, and you should think about doing that again. Look, so. if, you want, if you want riddles, we have a friend that has a podcast. He has several podcasts all about puzzles and riddles and whatnot. You got escape this podcast. You got solve this murder. They're the yeah. ones you go to for the riddles. They're not riddles. They're puzzles, Kemba. There's a difference. I feel <gasps> like... Oh, my God, Kemba, let's start a new podcast. <laughs> it's called... Well, it's, it's just us called not riddle, riddle me this. Oh, my God. How do we... Surely there but is a podcast. The problem with that, because I think that, that... Sure, that's an appealing podcast. But are we the ones to host it, Nelson? <laughs> we just proved we were zero for three on all the riddles. I think people would appreciate that more, though. <laughs> Give them a feeling of superiority. Yeah. That's what this podcast does, so why not? <laughs> anyway, Cambo, uh, here's somebody asking for some advice. This sure. is by Jim SC eighty three. How do I install just enough unhealthy behaviors in my children so that they grow up and make an ungodly amount of money? Well, if you want ungodly, I think that you need to teach them quite bad lessons like he wants like just enough kind of bad behavior you need to be like a profit over people you know what i mean yeah 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 but see i think that there is an element of like you need to teach them how to interact well with society you know well here's the thing I, i earlier this year i read um mary trump's book mary trump is donald trump's niece yeah, uh, and she, she she's very anti Donald. Like, uh, it was a, it was a book about about like her father and Donald and their upbringing, 
And the interesting thing was like, they were never going to turn out normal because of how they were raised by their dad. Their dad, a ruthless businessman, yeah. who didn't have time for love or affection. So the way you got his attention was yep. also being quite a ruthless businessman. Yeah, yeah. Right, which explains a lot about kind of who they grew up to be. Yeah. Um, and when Mary Trump's dad decided to get out of business and become an airline pilot, that was seen as like a huge failure. And he was like, kind of like the family disowned him. Yeah, yeah. So then when the other kids saw that anything other than that got you disowned, then they just like doubled down on what they were doing. Yeah. So right. I think something like that, though you, I guess you can debate how much money Trump really has and if he's in debt and stuff like that. But like by by their father, I guess, Papa Trump teaching them that the way to love and affection is success in business and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then it does urge you to only ever do that for love and admiration. Yeah, yeah. That's a really interesting uh, concept. And like, yeah, definitely a good way to like breed it in, right? Yeah. Because it's not something, it's like not uh, unhealthy behavior that you um, you teach, like uh, literally, you know? Mm. You don't have lessons about being a ruthless like business person. It's like you be the ruthless person in whatever you do and you don't show affection until you know one of your kids does that the same sort of thing yeah um and i it, i mean i guess that's like always isn't it the interesting dynamic of like parents and their children and how humans are raised is like most of the time 95 percent of the time we end up doing similar things that our parents did or, you know, have similar beliefs, uh, similar, similar, like even, uh, to the extent of, um, like passion, being passionate about something. I reckon it might not even be the same thing, but I reckon the level of like passion you might have for something or or can be similar. Or at least I think that it, it shapes you up until a point. So, like, for instance, like, almost anti your point you're making there, it's like, there are things that I realize in my, like, mid to late 20s that, like, I I grew up thinking one thing because that's what my dad thought. So, for instance, uh, my dad, being a man of his generation, uh, he hated wives. (laughs) Well, he really didn't like Kevin Rudd when Kevin Rudd was our prime minister. Yeah. So for years and years, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess Kevin Rudd was a bad prime minister. And then the, the older I get and the more I learn about him, and like, for instance, he's now doing like this thing, trying to bring down the Murdoch press, who have yeah. like this monopoly on the Australian press, which is something I really believe in. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. I think he is a good prime minister. <clears throat> I just listened to what my dad thought. Yeah. But we're yeah. different people. We have different like things like that. <laughs> yeah. But so like it shaped me for way too long, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, I think you, I think that definitely yeah can happen as well. But um, uh, and I mean uh, yeah, I'm not saying that it can't happen, but I think most of the time it does. You know? Yeah, and it like can take for um, a lot of like outside intervention for you to like have that realization in the first place. You know, where it's like if you don't have it, like I'm pretty close with my family. And I sort of feel like I'm probably similar. The thing is, my dad is very proactive 
uh, a very proactive person. I feel like I'm not in general, <laughs> but for probably a lot of other, uh, like of his beliefs and stuff, we're very similar because mm-hmm. it's just the way that I was brought up. Uh, and I do sometimes think like, is this the right opinion or is it, is it really the opinion of my own or yeah. am I just regurgitating what my father believes or my mother believes? Um, uh, although I do think, see, what's funny is one thing that I think my family as a whole is, is um, their values is or, or, or something that is a common theme is it a very pessimistic and not in a way that you would, um, you know, they're not like depressive in their pessimistic ways. They're not like uh, nihilistic or, or something, you know, it's more just like, it's a more of a logical uh, pessimism where it's like, think about the worst case scenario in every situation yep. just to be prepared for that worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that that can have a really negative effect because if you think of the negative you know, scenario in everything that you do, you might not end up doing anything because you're like, well, there's no point doing it. And sometimes you need to like, make the mistakes i always think about this with um like there was a guy who i think i've spoken about before uh a friend of mine who had a uh started like a esports kind of business and he was just the biggest idiot like literally so (laughs) dumb and uh but he got much much further than i did and the reason was because I don't think he had that thing in the back of his mind that was like, this is bad and this isn't going to work. Um, You know, like, I'm just going to do it. And because I think it'll work, you know, because it's like, oh, this is how I envision it happening. So that's how it happened. And then if he makes failures, he goes, oh, okay, I'll like readjust for that. Whereas I'm just like, I can see the failure ahead of time. So so I won't start. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But uh, which is weird that you even started this podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, no, I think that that it was like a yeah. This is this will be a failure, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So far, I haven't been proven yeah. wrong. You okay. never, you never expected it to succeed, so you're never disappointed that it doesn't. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, Kemba, I think we should move on to shower thoughts. Shower thoughts, 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 shower thoughts, 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 shower thoughts, 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 shower thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Uh, this shower thought, <laughs> that's funny that this, I didn't even put these two together. Uh, this shower thought is by Salty Nice Girl. Most parents are not mature enough to raise a child without mentally damaging it. Do, do you think that there is something that you're like, if you're a parent that you're scared that you would put onto a kid without realizing it? Yes. Being too pessimistic. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> they will not carry through anything. And, and do you think like, I would say that you and I are both kind of lethargic guys, right? Like, yeah. You know, like, ah, I'll do it soon. I'll do it tomorrow, whatever. But if you, you wouldn't want your kid to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You'd be I like, need to put on this whole persona when yeah, yeah. I'm around my child. <laughs> that is completely different to the real person that I am. Yeah. 
Um, and are there are there like I mean, you've just said that you're quite close to your parents, but are there like values in your family that you you think you would downplay to a kid to to try and help them? Like, would uh, you try and raise them in a more optimistic environment? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think because of that, which is yeah, probably interesting, is that um, if they came to me with an idea, I think now I would just be like, yeah, go for it. Like, do it. Even yeah. if I know all the things that could go wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think rather than trying to do that, I'd be like, okay, like, do it. And like, you know, maybe I'll try help you do whatever this thing is. <clears throat> Even though I might think that it's going to fail, I think I would still like, that's the difference, yeah. I think, in the generation, right, of what I would carry down to my kids. So like, you, you envision a scenario in which your kid runs in being like, you know, daddy, daddy, I'm going to, I'm going to try this, whether it's like they're going to start a business or something like that, you know, they're going to, yep. they're going to do, they're going to dye dogs, different colors. They're like, that's my business. And you're like, great son, you do what you want to do. And he runs out and then you're like, that'll never work. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And then <laughs> my follow up question is to those who listen that have kids, is that what parenthood is? Just believing in your kids, even though you know, it's not going to work. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know because I see I I see that as being like, um, a, one thing I noticed right was when my sister, the, from the time before she had a kid to now when she's got two kids, she was so much more protective over them and I, uh, like, of of just people in general, like it actually changed her whole mental outlook, which I thought was interesting, right? Because I think that if you're like, oh, if I become a parent, I'm just going to be me, but I'll have a kid. Yeah. But I think that you fundamentally change your mentality when you become an adult and you all of a sudden go, oh, I need to like protect this thing now. Yeah. So while I say, oh yeah, I'd go off and I'd tell my kid, oh yeah, do, you know, like do it and, and experience that. And even if you fail, that's fine, whatever. Maybe if I did have a kid and at the time I'd be like, oh, I don't, I've seen you cry and yeah. I don't want that to happen again. So yeah, 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 yeah. I will avoid this. Um, but this is my thought on the, on the shower thought specifically, right? Is that, so most parents are not mature enough to raise a child without mentally damaging it. My thought almost is, is it worse to have a child that hasn't been mentally damaged at all. Because I see that with mental damage, quote, unquote, mm -hmm. you, there is resilience that is like built up because the real, you know, the world that we face day to day is not easy, you know, yeah. or yeah. at least not easy all the time. Yeah, And it's like, sometimes you need to have some shitty things that, you know, life throws at you. And if you haven't learned to deal with those when you're younger, if you had perfectly like, uh, you know, parents that didn't mentally damage you. <laughs> yeah, it, sounds, so I, it sounds bad when you say mentally damaged, yeah, but yeah. I feel like I just mean like you go through mental well, anguish. Yeah, you know? I guess the question is what, what, does this classify as mental damage? Because like going through emotions and hard times, I don't think is mental damage. I think that's human. Like that is just what you do to live. Yeah. Mentally damage, I think is when you, well, I mean, it's in the word, you damage something permanently that won't be the same. 
<laughs> yeah. And I think that people are capable of raising kids without any mental damage. I think what they're talking about is like emotional damage, which is just part of the human experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like heartbreak or disappointment or, or any of that are all inevitable and are all emotionally damaging in some way. But that is how you grow and you learn. But I would say like, yeah, if you're classifying mental damage as things that are kind of equivalent to that, then that isn't actually mental damage. It's mental yeah. anguish maybe, but not damage. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. So what would you see as like mental damage then? As opposed I can, to so emotional like, damage. Like almost to your point where it's like, what if, uh, you know, like the parents never, they were too attentive and et cetera, et cetera. And, and the kid never went through anything. I don't know how familiar you are with uh, the TV show Arrested Development. Um, but yeah. th- there's a character called Buster Bluth yeah. who is kind of that like he'd, he'd been doted on his entire life by his parents and he is now incapable of a lot of things because of that I would say that is more mentally damaged mm. than someone else that went through a regular upbringing it's because he wasn't it's because he wasn't emotionally damaged throughout his life which then made him mentally damaged yeah Yes, it's, it's like they they were protected by all kind of hardship, all kind of challenges. They were protected, and therefore yeah. they have no resilience to anything, and that yeah, is quite yeah. mentally damaging. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's true. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I think I think that's probably true. Is that uh, yeah, this this mental damage is like more severe. I think I just have this this like um, thought that everybody is mentally damaged <laughs> yeah but, but 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 by that i mean that, that is normal yeah, yeah yeah if everybody is a little bit mentally damaged that is the zero on the scale <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it just sort of feels like that's probably okay <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's fine <laughs> yeah um okay here's another one uh this is by cookie man 996 the day someone healthy voluntarily removes one of his legs to replace it with a prosthetic one is going to be a turning point in our history. I don't think I've comprehended that. Can you read it one more time for me? The day someone healthy voluntarily removes one of his legs to replace it with a prosthetic uh, is going to be a turning point in our history. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Good. I... For, I, I, my mind was split into two different things and in in review one of them is really dumb so I was like is this saying that you, you get a prosth- uh, prosthetic leg because it is better than the leg you have <laughs> yeah. and then the other part is like are they trying to say that humanity is at such a point that someone would donate a healthy leg to someone that <laughs> uh, needed it you know what I mean okay. but in, in hindsight the first <laughs> one funny concept, actually. is far more <laughs> Like there's a donor list <laughs> because because the thing is you couldn't donate a leg to somebody that has one leg missing. Yeah, yeah, that they would have list. to have both legs missing <laughs> because otherwise, if they only have one leg missing, yeah, then you've still got the same problem as one yeah. person with one leg. Yeah, that that's like it, it, it's it, it would take a very selfless person to see someone with no legs and be like. Better two people with one legs in this world than one person with no legs and me over here with both of these legs. Honestly, I feel like if I've got one leg, I'm be like, take it off. Yeah. 
I'm it's probably in the way of the rest of the you know getting around like it's not usable anyway so just get rid mm. of it that's what I think. The, the thing is like unless so, you have prosthetic okay yeah, then yeah. maybe it's fine but like like the idea of these legs right like for me personally it would need to give me like it would need to I would need to gain something from it that I actually want so for me the idea of having these super robotic legs I'm like what am I going to do with that you know what I mean mm. for yeah. me there's actually very little that I would probably use that for, but there are probably other augmentations, maybe more mentally or chips in my brain or something like that can access information that I'd be far more interested in. Mm, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's very much like uh, uh, Elon Musk's Neuralink is mm-hmm. about injecting chips into your brain. But what if the chip controlled your robotic legs, Camper? <laughs> But I'm saying, what am I doing with these robotic legs? Okay, how about this? Because this is a, a thing that I think you get. There's an exoskeleton I think that exists that does this, which is like you can sit anywhere. So but you, I don't have a I don't have much of a problem in my life being like, where am I gonna sit? I can't sit anywhere. I think so, this is a problem that is because you haven't had these legs i reckon it's one of those things right it's like having a smartphone right nobody knew they needed a smartphone (laughs) until the smartphone came out and then we were like oh my god how did i live without this i think it's gonna be the same thing yeah yeah. it's like oh my god i can sit anywhere i had no idea that that i was having this problem before (laughs) Uh well actually yeah okay yeah yeah he here's a case in point for you for your argument here just this morning uh in melbourne they opened up hairdressers i went and got a haircut yeah, but if you think that I walk straight into that hairdresser without having to line up for thirty minutes like around the block of this yeah. place, you're wrong. And then if I could be just sitting, yeah, instead of standing, exactly. But here's, here's another scenario: it's a rain. It's been a rainy day, but the sun's come out. It's nice. You want to go to the park, have a picnic, perhaps. Mm. Everything's wet. Can't sit down. <laughs> or can you? I can't. I can't wait for the time that's like it's like the evolution of desks, right? Where now they're like people are sitting too much. Let's invent the standing desk because it's actually a little healthier to be standing up all the time. Yeah. And then eventually, say these exoskeletons, you know, or, or like the the leg version of them come out being like you can sit anywhere. And yeah. then like ten years down the track, they're like you actually shouldn't be sitting that much. <laughs> so we've invented ones that if you're sitting too long, they'll stand you back up. And you're like, I'm back to where I started. No, I can't. But by, st- that, by that stage, I've got a bionic torso and arms. <laughs> and the idea of a healthy body is just not existent anymore. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm like 95% robot by that stage. Yeah, yeah. You can just get abs inserted. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're an add-on. Yeah, yeah. Don't even need them. Okay, but I've got a... I've got a bionic pump thing that just allows me to sit up with no effort like what's the what is the point of muscles right let's think about that it's just Mm. to get around and do stuff yeah and at the moment it's about looking good right honestly that's like the main reason because we don't really need muscles aside from getting around doing stuff you know there's probably a certain point in which we reach that it's like okay you're too like fat to yeah, do yeah. certain things. <laughs> I think that that is true of bodybuilding. I will say this. I think that fitness is a very important thing. Fitness like regulates your heart rate. I think it actually mentally helps. And muscles are often just a side effect 
of you choosing to have been more healthy. And therefore, I think people just recognize, oh, he's got muscles because he's taking care of himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but, but body so that's attractive or something. You mean, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like the, it's attractive, the idea that's like, not the muscles necessarily, but just the idea that this person is is very careful with themselves and they've, they've taken care of themselves. Yeah, yeah. That can be an attractive quality. And the muscles are just a side effect. But then you get into bodybuilding and you're like, it looks amorphous and weird. Yeah, yeah. And it, it gets to the point where it's like you actually to get that big, you actually have to stop looking after your health. You actually become there's a there's a breaking point where you become more unhealthy. Yeah. By like because you know they'll have like point one percent body fat, and like that's unhealthy to have. So okay, that was like probably an extremely low percentage. Yeah, body that, fat. That, yeah. But I mean, like, <laughs> there is there is like an unhealthy low percentage of body fat that you can have, and so yeah. it's like you've gone the other way. <laughs> yeah. There's a healthy middle ground that you need to be. Um, but yes. Anyway. Um. All right, Kemba. I think now we should get into podnapping. Podnapping. This is Podnapping, where we nap a pod. We take a topic of conversation or a segment from another podcast and we do it ourselves. Uh, this one, I didn't necessarily pod, uh, podnap a podcast. I podnapped a uh, YouTube show. Um, it's actually the cast that do uh, the D&D Critical Role that I watch a lot. Um it's not necessarily original idea. Now, it's called narrative telephone. Camber, you might not have heard this term before, but what you have heard is the politically incorrect term Chinese whispers. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this, is, this is exactly that. So what I've done... It's good to know, because I hadn't heard the term... Uh, so what, what is it called? What telephone? Narrative telephone. Narrative telephone. But it's good that I know that because I'd, I'd never want to say... Chinese whispers. Chinese whispers. If I were to suggest it as a, as yeah. a like a, a party game or something like that, so yeah. it's good to know now that I have a different name to call it. If Canberra, if you feel if you forget the name narrative telephone and you feel uncomfortable saying Chinese whispers, you could say Ching Chong whispers, which I think <laughs> is, is um, a little bit more politically correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so anyway. Um, <laughs> So what I did was I uh, enlisted the help of some of our listeners through the Discord. Um, I originally asked for four people. I, I got three, but I was okay with that because I ended up talking to some other people who actually listened to the, the narrative telephone show. And they were talking about how they liked it, but they kind of got over it because it's very repetitive. And you'll you'll see why, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but th- uh, so the idea is I came up with a... Um, a uh, a little story, little short story, uh, and then um, I sent it to uh, actually Hallie was the first person. Then she had to memorize that story and then record herself telling the story. Then I sent that to Hazim, and Hazim did the same thing. And then the last person was CN. So what we're going to do now is actually we're going to stop the podcast. And we're going to, you're going to listen to CN's version of the story. Yep. And then you're going to, when we come back, you're going to retell that story. Sure. Uh, and then we'll see what they, we'll listen to their recordings and then we'll listen to my original to see how much the story deteriorated over time. Yeah, yeah, great. Can I just say, before we, we cut to me telling the story, Yeah. 
you couldn't have picked a worse period to try this because I am convinced that over the 100 and whatever days we've been in lockdown, my memory is shot. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't remember the word narrative telephone and you yeah. had said it 20 seconds earlier. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I'm very nervous about my chances here, but I'm willing to give it a go. So we're about to stop. You won't hear anything and then I'll be back. That's right. There will be an edit in the episode. <sighs> Which could come up in the story. Could it? I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay, so we're back. Cambo's listening to CN's version. Uh, and I, I don't want to delay Cambo too much. So Cambo, go away. Take it away with the story. Here's the thing. I'm going to give you cliff notes. <laughs> okay. Great podcaster. His name is Cambo. But not, not the greatest podcaster in the world. No, before that, <laughs> he suffers from erectile dysfunction, and this person would know because they're a doctor. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the greatest podcast in the world. Uh, I believe that to be Joe Rogan, and I want to know how to be the greatest podcast in the world. So I discover that this Joe Rogan comes up with his best podcast ideas while he's on the toilet. So I decide I'm going to go and see Joe Rogan. And I break into Joe Rogan's uh, little little complex and I, I sneak in while he's on the toilet, but he's doing a poo on the toilet. And he he suggests because of this that I'm a pervert. And I tell him that I'm not a pervert. I just want to be a great podcaster. And he feels sorry for me for this reason. And he lets me in on the secret that to be a really great podcaster, the secret is editing. So obviously I ignore this information and I go home and I never become the greatest podcaster in the world. Well done, Cambo. Have I I feel like I've missed something important. No, you've there. done pretty well. You've done pretty well. Uh, because can I can I just say I, I I my reflex was I got an email from work as as I was listening to that <laughs> and I, I picked it up and started reading it. I'm like, what am I doing? I need to be listening right now. Like it's just my reflex to start reading when when, a, when an email comes in. Yeah. Uh no, you did pretty well. Um and, and I think it's funny actually how, how quickly details fall away. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> as soon as uh as soon as, you know, uh the first lesson like kind of Halley starts and then and, and it just ends up being, like you said, cliff notes. And yeah, kind yeah. that's what the story kind of ends up being. <laughs> um so it's pretty funny. So to uh give people context, I think you did a pretty good idea, but we're going to play a a, a compilation now. So First, it's Halley, then it's Hazim, and then it's CN. Um, and then at the very end, we'll listen to my one. Uh, but we'll see. So it's starting with Halley, and uh, we'll see how they all went. Once upon a time, there was a guy named Cambo who suffered from erectile dysfunction. Cambo thought he was the best podcaster in the world, but he wasn't. Joe Rogan was the best podcaster in the world. Uh, Cambo decided to come up with a plan to to um, put a recording device in Joe Rogan's bathroom because that is where Joe had recorded all of his <laughs> all of his secrets and. Um, 
when Campo went to record or to put the recording in Joe's bathroom, he caught Joe in the middle of having a poo. And so he said, Campo, what are you doing? And Campo confessed his entire plan. And Joe took pity on him and gave him the secret to being the best podcaster in the world. He said, Campo, the secret to a good podcast is editing. And Campo was outraged and and uh, went home <laughs> and decided that he wasn't going to edit and lived happily ever after in his ignorant non-editing bliss. So there once was a podcaster named Cambo who suffered from a severe case of erectile dysfunction. Well, severe, come on. Clinically so. I'm a doctor, I know. <laughs> anyway, Cambo um, thought he was really the best podcaster in the world. He was very proud of himself. Um, but uh, really, the world agreed that it wasn't Cambo. In fact, the best podcaster was actually Joe Rogan. Cambo was furious about this and decided he needed to figure out Joe's secret so that he could actually become um, a world-renowned, agreed-on best podcaster in the world. As a result, Cambo decided he needed to figure out Joe's secret, and the one place where Joe did his best work was the bathroom. Uh, so Cambo decided he needed to record Joe in the bathroom um, getting his ideas so he could figure out how he does such a good job. Cambo went to sneak into Joe Rogan's bathroom to put in the device. Uh, however, Joe was actually already in there uh, taking a big poo and busted Cambo in the process. Uh, Joe, of course, screamed at Cambo that he was a pervert because he was trying to record um, uh, him in the bathroom. Um, and while not inaccurate as Cambo is likely a pervert. Uh, it turned out, in fact, uh, that uh, Cambo admitted to him what he was trying to do, and Joe took pity on him and said, okay, well, I'm going to tell you the secret to podcasting. So Cambo stepped up, and uh, even though he was in the bathroom, apparently, with Joe taking a poo, and uh, Joe told him that the secret was editing course this threw cambo into a rage is this is something he would never consider so he went home um and uh never edited and uh therefore never became the greatest podcaster in the world outside of anyone but his own mind once upon a time there was a podcaster named cambo who suffered from a severe case of erectile dysfunction. I would know, I'm a doctor. <laughs> Cambo thought himself to be the greatest podcaster in the world, but then found out that the public thought that Joe Rogan was in fact the greatest podcaster in the world. This made Cambo furious. He wanted to be the greatest podcaster in the world, and so he decided that he needed to steal Joe's secrets. He needed to find out what made Joe the best podcaster 
in the world. And so for some reason, Cambo knew that Joe came up with all of his best ideas whilst on the toilet. So Cambo decided that he would sneak in to Joe's toilet and set up a recording device. However, when he actually went to do this, Joe was already in there having a poo. And so Joe stood up and shouted, Oh my god, a pervert! And whilst this wasn't entirely inaccurate, <laughs> it isn't why Cambo was there. So Cambo explained why he was really there. And Joe took some pity on him. He... he... He took some pity on him. So he explained to Cambo what the secret to a good podcast was. And that is editing. Cambo didn't like this, as that's something Cambo would never do. And so Cambo went home and never became the greatest podcaster. The end. <laughs> what what a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I wish is that someone's listening to this out loud and that segment is the moment that someone else walks in. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, What are you listening to? And I want them to have to try and explain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um I like that uh Hazim added in he was a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> which which carried over to CNs. I would have liked to you drop that off yours, Kevin, yep. but I No no no, <laughs> I did I did I did say because oh, this person you? said oh, they're okay, a doctor. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, you did do. Sorry, I forget. Um, but I think it's just uh, funny. Like sometimes the little things, like you're a pervert, yeah. that was added in. I'm yeah. pretty sure. <laughs> just these like little extra details that get added in, and and some that drop off. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, so as a as a final thing, and you can see how this yeah. is uh, quite a repetitive yeah. segment. But, um, but, but I guess I guess is the idea. You've heard mine, which is mm-hmm. technically the last in a chain. Yeah. So now we're going to hear yours that originated this whole chain and see what the difference is. Yeah, that's correct. All right, here we go. Once upon a time, there was a young man named Cambo. He believed that he was the best podcaster in the whole wide world. He was wrong, of course, because nobody could beat Joe Rogan. Joe was charming and funny and probably didn't suffer from erectile dysfunction like Cambo did. (laughs) However, Cambo had a cunning plan. If he could expose Joe for the sham podcaster he truly was, then people would see Cambo was undoubtedly the best. A new detail. (laughs) So, late one Saturday evening, Cambo snuck into Joe's house in an attempt to plant a small recording device in Joe's bathroom, which everyone knew was where Joe conducted all of his important and secretive meetings. (laughs) Unfortunately, after sliding the bathroom door open, Big Joe was already halfway through a poo and immediately caught Cambo in the act. Hey! What do you think you're doing? Joe said angrily. (laughs) Cambo, startled by Joe's manly physique, admitted his entire plot through teary eyes. Sympathetic to his plight, Joe graciously forgave Cambo and decided to give him a secret podcasting tip to help Cambo become the best podcaster in the whole wide world. You see, the secret is, you have to edit, Joe said smugly. Cambo, almost outraged at the prospect, Violently kicked Joe in the shin and returned home, living happily ever after in ignorant, unedited bliss. (laughs) Okay, there's some new details there. 
Yeah, yeah, few few extra ones there. Yeah, I think uh, one of the, the sort of funny things, you know, about like memory and how we mold things together, and and if from my memory serves correctly, is you know, I said you you walk in on Big Joe who's taking a poo, and then I think Hallie involved that into he was doing a big poo. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like funny how that, it's like, yeah. you know, the details are there. They just got sort of slid together a little bit. It's funny. But um, it's, it was was the kicking in the shin in any other version but yours? I think it was. It, it, it dropped right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, and the prospect that I'm doing this to show that Joe Rogan is a fraud is also new information to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think what's funny is, uh, like, I tried to, you know, as part of it, I thought about, like, uh, different elements that people might have to remember. So one of them is, like, the day that you went there. It was, like, a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then also, I, I wanted people to try and do, a vo- like, a Joe Rogan voice. Yeah, they all and, dropped that. Well, no, Hallie did it. The very first oh, time. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallie actually says it, but then... But I do Joe Rogan's voice twice. twice she yeah. only does it once. Yeah. But then his zoom drops it completely. And, and to, just, to be yeah. fair, Hallie didn't do Joe Rogan's voice as a big, burly Australian man, <laughs> which know, for yeah. some reason you did. Do you know, it's funny because when I went to do it, I was like, oh, should I, you know, try and like... Maybe I was because like I don't even know what he sounds like. He doesn't. He's like got the most famous podcast in the world, and I don't even know what he sounds like. <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna make it like over the top. So the idea is that when you're reciting it back, you can just do something over the top. Yeah, this was was kind of my mentality over it. Um, but uh, yeah, but I thought uh, in general the gist was there. Yeah, do you get the story? Um, but, but yeah, what so what what, what your what your version was. <clears throat> was like Transformers, right? Like that's the yeah. one that all the money was spent on the big budget and stuff. And then yeah. mine, by the time it got to me, it's, you know, you see those like knockoffs, like Transmorphers. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what you got with my version. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it yeah, yeah, the elements are there. It's not quite as polished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> close enough, close yeah. enough. <laughs> we'll still make a few million off this. Yeah. Be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was Narrative Telephone. Uh, but now we can get into the Ask Me Anything. Uh, we're listeners of the show, just like you, listener, can write in and ask us anything you want. Yes, now we've just heard from CN at the end of that uh, that segment there, but he actually wrote in as well. Said, uh, just finished the episode where you compare how few differences there are between pirates and teachers. Nelson, I smell the duping. Yeah, I think that's probably yeah. a dupe as well. <laughs> we're yeah, going. I think, to, I think so. we're going to say dupe. You're trying dupe, to dupe yeah. us with that one. Uh, I just had a small challenge for you. In the episode a week after reading this, I want either one of you to work this word into into an episode. Taradiddle. The definition of the word is references to someone or something that is filled with pretentious nonsense or something that is a lie. A great example of this is the classic fisherman's tale of how big the fish he caught was. Usually the fisherman is lying or at least exaggerating about the fish. Don't mention the fact that you successfully used it. Just casually work it in. If you manage slash remember to do this, I will leave a five-star review. (laughs) Good luck, CN. Oh, okay. Here's our challenge, though, Hmm. CN. You also have to use Taradiddle in your five-star review. (laughs) 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 If we do it. But it has to. It has to be... Like the like the review makes sense. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the challenge. It, it needs to it, <laughs> it needs to be in context of the review. Like it can't stick yeah. out 
he can't start yeah. with the teradiddle exclamation mark. Quite a good podcast. You know, like that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, good. Challenge accepted and given. <laughs> okay, um, okay here, here's another one. I've realized actually we don't even technically have that many questions. <laughs> okay, uh, this is by Hazim. Gentlemen, I was for the interview process of the real world. <laughs> yeah, just for context, in case people didn't listen last week, uh, Hazim did let or us the know week before probably all the week before <laughs> Sev- if you haven't if you haven't listened to every episode you may have missed it Azim <laughs> did tell us that he had auditioned and got down to a finalist to be on the real world and we did ask him to follow up with more information because you can't just say that and not follow up yeah uh, so it was for the interview process of the real world, but didn't make it on the actual show finalist may be a strong word but I made it through multiple rounds of selections Funny thing, when you get that far along and you actually think about getting onto the show, you start realizing realizing how bad an idea it would actually be to be on it. <laughs> Knowing friends and family and potential future medical school admission boards could see that was quite concerning. Uh, see the attached for the final rejection letter, uh, which I can briefly go over. Uh, as for my accent, from a very young age, I had American teachers in a US-based school system the classes were all in English except for Arabic, and the students were from all over the world, including a lot of American students. So that's really interesting. Hmm. Uh, um, one more, uh, tell us anything. <laughs> Google the lyrics to Sandstorm by Darude, or just see the following link. Regards and salutations, Hazim, uh, M-D-F-A-C-C-F-C-F-S-C-A-I, not a real world podcast member. <laughs> So, the lyrics to Darude. Uh, da, <laughs> I can't even do it in the... You can do this in any tune. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Good lyrics there. I need to hear it in my head before I can. My, do it. my favorite bit about the lyrics is if you scroll down to about halfway, there there is a moment that says in brackets unintelligible. <laughs> it does too. <laughs> like the rest is either a yeah, beep, yeah, yeah. boom, a dada, <laughs> or done. But this bit is unintelligible and then obviously it goes back into oh and then it just says drum <laughs> drum 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 <laughs> what the f- okay anyway <laughs> oh my god one of the lyrics is g-g-g-f-k-d-d-h-f-d-i-s-j-f-k-h-l-a just anywho um Thank you for that, Hazim. Can and I also- say, j- just a, a quick lesson, I suppose, in Australian culture, as well as kind of uh, validating Hazim's point here. It like like the idea of like you go on a reality show and it's, you got your 15 minutes or whatever, but then it does have like this lasting impact. We had, uh, there was a contestant on the Australian version of Big Brother. And he decided that he would go by the name of Hot Dogs. Do you remember Hot Dogs? I do not. <laughs> so th- this guy, his name was Hot Dogs, and he was a bit of a party boy, 
and he got like he got quite the reputation because his name was Hot Dogs for one. Yeah. And then when he left, he did something called the Up Late Game Show, where it was on at like one a.m. and he'd he'd ask trivia questions and, and drunk people would call in and try and answer, but mainly they're like, "What's going on, Hot Dogs?" <laughs> anyway, last I heard about Hot Dogs is that he was going by his real name and he was a real estate agent, but people kept recognizing him as Hot Dogs, and. To, to his Im's point, I think if I was looking at a house, I wouldn't want to buy it from hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And imagine his Im as a doctor yeah. who who has obviously been uh, tagged Zimbo. <laughs> He'd be like, do I want to? And actually, I, I stole the name Zimbo. Amanda wrote in, she said, uh, I think to our Discord and said that his Im's Aussie name would be Zimbo. And she's 100% correct. Uh, I, think, um, I, think, I, I think it would be Hazza. I reckon Zimbo. You reckon? Zimbo has a better... Like, Hazza definitely could be one, but I reckon if I had an option to choose, yeah, yeah. I would be calling him Zimbo. Zimbo. <laughs> um, and, uh, but anyway, he he has this letter here, um, but it just congratulates him of being uh, one of 250 applicants to make it to the interview stage for season 12, Real World, and season 11 of Road Rules. Ooh. What the? Okay. Double whammy. Um, it says, please understand. The last paragraph is, please understand that our decision is not in any way a rejection or dismissal of you personally, and in no way reflects negatively on any comment you may have made or anything you choose chose to share with us. We deeply appreciate your enthusiasm, openness, and honesty, and wish you the very best of everything in your future. That is, uh, I thought, like an interesting paragraph to put at the end because especially on these shows, right, there's a lot of people that you you can tell seek a lot of validation yeah. from, I think, I think this kind of fame. Yeah. Um, Look at hot so dogs. I'm Like hot dogs. <laughs> and so I'm sure they were like, well, uh, we better put this in for the people who yeah, are yeah, like yeah. that but don't get cast. <laughs> Have we got uh, one more? Yeah, we do have one more. Uh, it says, hey, I'm kind of a new listener that started listening during quarantine. I was always wondering if I should write in and I finally decided to since I don't want to get scammed. Yeah, it's very, very clever. Uh, my question is, what is one thing from school you actually care about slash use nowadays from your kind of new listener from Houston that doesn't know how to type? Uh, that's actually by Jive Tapestry, I'm going to say. Um... See, the, 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 the problem is, and this is maybe going to rub salt into an old wound, is that if we were to abbreviate that into a nickname, that would be JT. That's quite a cool nickname. No, it is and then cool. poor CN would be sitting over there being like, oh man, yeah. are they really shafting me? Yeah, but it's not cool nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, stuff that we use uh, nowadays from school, my like absolute number one thing is um, I learned how to use Excel and uh, uh, listen. I feel like I haven't talked about it for a while, but old listeners will know I love the shit out of Excel. Hmm. Love a good workbook, Cambo. Yep. <laughs> but, um, uh, and, and I think, uh, and I actually like encourage everybody to learn Excel or the basics of Excel um, because I think that I saw some crazy statistic that was like, 250 million people in the world use Excel or something like that. Maybe even more like it was, it was a huge number of people and it's just in like every business basically. And if you can use it even semi good, 
you will it will be received very well in uh workplace every workplace i've gone to i'll be like wow your excel spreadsheets suck and then i fix them and it like makes things a lot better and uh in fact it's actually led me to sort of realize what type of career i want to get into which is like data uh, analysis and stuff like that so um and that like i remember learning excel uh in high school and it like all stemmed from there and uh i would do like just funny little sheets afterwards of oh cool can you share some of some of your funny little sheets with us well, Cambo, at that time, I was also running the Lightning Discos, Lightning Discos business. Of course. And uh, I thought, I'm going to see what it looks like if we get more business and if we hire people. And then also, what if they, if we want to increase their salary for their tenure? Lots of, lots of fun things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Uh, uh, I actually remember one one thing. So you would think that because I love Excel so much, um, and I did, you could say I excelled, Cambo, in the Excel uh, uh, classroom. I, you would think that I had probably got a good grade. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember specifically this one time, and maybe overall I did probably get an okay grade. But because I was actually ahead of a lot of kids in my class, which honestly, that was just such a rare occurrence, probably the only occurrence in all of high school. Um, I uh, uh, There was a test and you had to, the test was on a particular function called a VLOOKUP, which if you've ever used Excel before, you've probably used this function. Just uh, but, listeners, bear with us here. Uh, why Nelson yeah. finishes his Excel story. Do, do not turn off the episode. We've still got a little bit to go. There's also the H lookup. <laughs> Boy, is that interesting. <laughs> um, but uh, I... I uh, oh, sorry. I, I zoned out. I thought the episode was over. Go on. <laughs> okay. Um, but because I was ahead of the class, he taught me this other function to use. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do that instead because I can apply all this to thing. And then I eventually got my test back and I got like D's on everything. Cause even though the final result was the same, he was like, this was a test specifically on the one function, <laughs> which you didn't use. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, uh, so that's when I realized I hate school campus. Quite, quite, quite the story there, Nelson. I can't believe you've kept that one for 210 odd episodes. I've got more Cambo. Yeah. Well, but parcel them out, mate. You can't be giving away gold every week. Exactly. <laughs> um, look, for me, I'm going to keep mine fairly brief. I would say it got my interest up in actually like reading books. Because I remember like for the first time, you always assigned a book. And you either mm-hmm. had to read it like in class or you had to read it like before you started or whatever. And I remember there was times that I got a book and maybe we were reading it in class. And I was like, man, I'm enjoying this. And I would go and I would read it anyway like yeah. outside of class and that was when I was like I think I'm into like stories and storytelling and writing and, and like I think it more than it unlocked something in me more than like it it taught me something specifically does that make sense yeah 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 also I guess like reading and writing you probably did yeah learn that in school yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah yeah that's a good point I always found it funny when um, you know there's like books to study in uh, for English class I remember one being like the Greases or I think it was called the Greases uh, oh no it was called something else anyway are you talking and, about the uh, Outsiders 
It was the Outsiders, yeah. which had didn't it have they the greases? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was close, Cam. <laughs> and I remember just thinking, like, ugh, studying English books sucks. And then I read, the, I actually read that book as opposed to you know just trying to get cliff notes yeah, yeah. online. <laughs> yeah, get the and vibe was, from everyone else in the class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, actually, quite a good book. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it, it, it's, I always found that kind of a funny concept where people are like, oh, I hate studying books in English. It's like, yeah, but actually, if you read it, it's probably a really good book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tomorrow When the World Began was another like series that was often studied. And I love that. I love that series. Mm. Wrote a letter to John, John Marsden and he replied. I, we mainly talked about XL, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's a good time. Anywho, that's it for another podcast. Um, if you'd like to write into us, you can do so. Reddit podcast, R E A D I T podcast at gmail.com. Yep. You can also reach us at Facebook, Twitter, and our subreddit. They're all R E A D I T podcast. Do you often check you Twitter, just quickly? What's that? Do you often check the Twitter? I have a. I still get the notifications. Okay. Nothing really happens. Yeah, you would See, be here's the thing, because we went from me posting the episodes to you posting the episodes, and yeah. I don't think you post them on Twitter, do you? Nah. Yeah, so, so like <laughs> any kind of interaction that yeah. we may have I had think previously. If there's, a, if there's a fan that only communicates via Twitter with us, they may think we're dead. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I'd get a notification. It's fine. <laughs> but only if they say something. If they're expecting us to say something, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so thank you for writing in JT and Hazim and uh, CN. Um, and that's it. Yeah, so- uh, we often like, like to ask people to leave us a review. Oh, yeah. On whatever podcast platform you are. And then we ask for specific things in your review. And this week, I would love if people were to leave us a five-star review. But don't review the show. Review Nelson's XL story from school. Oh! <gasps> Okay, Re- bonus that- points. Wait, no, no. Bonus points if you can put an Excel function in your review. Oh, my God. I will be impressed. You will become the <laughs> number one listener of the show. <laughs> if you manage to slip in a VLOOKUP or an, or an if statement or a nested VLOOKUP with an All right, let's statement. end the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> Think of the possibilities. You could also use an index and match function. Is also a potential one that I would be very interested in. You could rank, say there's a rank. <laughs> <laughs>